to removing the cake, the place where perfectionists remove our superhero cake and discuss what it's like to wear our various titles, hats, and masks. We can pick them up at the end of the show, but for now, let's all relax. Time to get into the show. Hey, superheroes, welcome to the show. I am your host, Ty. It is the week of giving thanks. Yes, we give thanks this week. However you celebrate, that is up to you. I just encourage you to be safe. Think of not only yourself, think of others. And yeah, just do the best that we can to take care of ourselves and each other this week, okay? So I want to get started by sharing 10 reasons I am grateful for this year. Now, I know you're probably thinking 10 reasons to be thankful in 2020. Crazy, right? I know. I know, but I'm going to try. Okay, let's get started. Number one, I am thankful for Tiger King and Carib asking. <laughs> if you haven't watched that this year, did you really quarantine? I mean, it was everywhere. I am thankful. Number two, I am thankful for verses. We have gotten some classic music moments through this music series. Now, for those who don't know, this is an online show where music legends battle each other with their catalogs. It started with Timbaland and Swiss Beats, who are two of the top music producers of this time. It spread to move from just producers to artists as well. And then you have those artists that are both artists and producers like Babyface and Teddy Riley. Now that was an iconic one for so many reasons. Teddy Riley with the horrible internet connection, but he still had the full stage production behind him. Babyface giving us thousands of memes. It was, it was a lot, but a lot in a good way. It was so entertaining. And then we got the Brandy and Monica battle that the culture has always wanted. I mean, that was one for the ages. And recently we got Gucci and Jeezy. Now that's a battle that's way more serious and includes legal battles and funerals and all kinds of stuff. But it was still entertaining. I'm thankful for verses. Number three. I am thankful for movies on demand. One of the updates this year has um, has been related to movie releases. Since we can't gather at movie theaters, some of the production companies have decided to release their movies direct to us. Now, I know most movies have been pushed back and they'll be released later next year, but there are a few that we've gotten. And I hope that... As things continue to evolve, that's an element that they continue to consider because I like that. I don't know about you guys, but I would rather on for some movies, of course, not all, but I would rather get the movie at my home, cook whatever I want to cook and enjoy it in the comfort of my own home. Because if I fall asleep, we can rewind it. <laughs> Don't judge me. I know I'm not the only one that occasionally falls asleep in the movies, okay? Don't judge me. Okay, 
back on track. Number four, speaking of movies and TV shows, I am thankful for Hulu, Netflix, and every other streaming device that we have. I've been so many shows during this quarantine and they've kept me thoroughly entertained or educated or whatever it may be. Just thank you, Hulu and Netflix. I don't know how we would have gotten through this without you. Number five, I am grateful for 90 Day Fiance and Married at First Sight. All 5,273 versions of those shows, okay? I'm late to the Married at First Sight train. Uh, I didn't start watching it until this year. And I binged previous seasons and, you know, watched the current season. But I am such a fan. And Amani and Woody... Oh my gosh, we love you guys. Hashtag the Randall way, okay? Number six, I am thankful for Division 2. If you don't know, this is a video game, okay? Yes, I am a gamer, and yes, it's a great stress relief when necessary. My husband and I play often thanks to our good friend and brother, Chris. You guys heard him on the I Am Love episode uh, with his wife, Tim Mitchell. It is such an entertaining and engaging game. There's so many things to do. And it's great to disconnect from the regular world and all that it all that is happening in the regular world um, by playing video games. And the irony of it is Division 2 is kind of the extreme of what we're currently experiencing. Like there's been a virus happen in the world and it's like the entire world has been destroyed. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's it's entertaining. Okay. Speaking of stress relief, number seven, <laughs> I am thankful for Effect Fitness. If you do not follow them on social media, you absolutely should. They are truly the number one gym. If you are a member of the Effect Fitness fam, throw your ones in the air because you already know number one. Because who number two? That's a little insider for the Effect Fitness fam. I became an online member during quarantine and it's been incredible. You can work out in the comfort of your own home with just a few items. You download their app. Effect on demand, effect fitness on demand. And trust me, you might feel the pain during the workout, but you won't regret it. This is not sponsored, this is not commercial. It is truly just my passion and appreciation for them and the hard work that they do. Um, and I tr- trust me, you will appreciate following them. Number eight, I am thankful for consistent income. I am blessed that our household has been taken care of during this quarantine. Every bill has been paid, and I don't take that lightly right now. I know we are blessed. And major shout out to the good Lord above and my husband for always making sure that our house is taken care of. I know that is something that is not to be overlooked that nothing is behind, everything is current, and we have all our needs met. And I, I'm grateful. Number nine, I'm thankful for entrepreneurship. It's not an easy journey, but it's worth it. Be sure to follow Elevated on social media for big news coming soon. Um, Also follow Removing the Cape if you're not already. What are you doing? Number 10, I am grateful for every listener of this show. I wasn't sure who would tune in when I started this, but you you guys have been such an encouragement to me. 
And I appreciate you so, so much. Lastly, bonus number 11. I am thankful that despite the craziness of this year, I have my partner and best friend by my side. My husband and I have had some great and memorable moments this year. Despite the chaos, I wouldn't want to go through any of it with anyone else. And I definitely wouldn't want to go through it without him. Woo! Y'all, I made it. (laughs) I made it to 10 with the bonus, okay? I was nervous, but I did it. I challenge you to think about a few great things that have happened to you this year. I know it's been rough for us all. I know we all have challenges and we all have struggles, but I hope you can find a few things that will make you smile and maybe even make you laugh. Today, I have the pleasure of having Martinique Lewis with me as my special guest. Martinique is a diversity and travel consultant, travel content creator, and the creator of the ABC Travel Green Book. It is the number one resource for Black tourists globally, okay? On a daily, she advocates for diversity in the travel industry to ensure that all travelers feel represented. I think that's something that is so poignant right now. Known amongst her peers as the connector, she's constantly connecting the dots and cultivating relationships to fulfill her mission of changing the face of tourism everywhere. You guys know how we do it here. Clap wherever you are right now for Martinique, whether you're in your office, your car, on a train, wherever you are, just start clapping. You know people look at you, but it's fine. And then this is where we add the applause and editing. Welcome to the show, Marcinique. Thank you for being here. Thank you so, so, so much. I was like, wait, do I clap for myself too? I appreciate you allowing me to on. <laughs> that is fine. I met Marcinique so many years ago. I remember being an undergrad through her sister. Her sister, Raquel, and I used to work together. And Raquel and I became great friends and we all became family and kind of all adopted each other's families and friends. So um, I have enjoyed following your travel adventures over the last Mm -hmm. several years. And as I started this podcast, you were someone that I knew I wanted to have on as a guest. So thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Yes, absolutely. And congratulations on the podcast. People have no idea how much it takes to to do one, (laughs) upload it, edit it. Do the cover art. There's so much. So congratulations on this endeavor. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, I want to get right into it because I followed you for years. So I kind of have an idea of what you do and what your life is like. But I want to share it with our audience um, because I'm sure at the end of this interview, there are going to be be people that will might even reach out to you or think about some career changes and figure out how they can join the same industry as you. So tell us what your life is like as a diversity and travel consultant, pre-COVID, of course, understanding that everything is different right now with travel, (laughs) but pre-COVID, what is your life like? 
Yeah. So when I say I'm a diversity and travel consultant, it's not probably a term anybody has ever heard because it is something that I indeed made up. It is a lane that I've created for myself. And currently I am one of the only ones in the industry who can go in and be hired by travel brands and tourism boards to come in and do some type of diversity training. Um, So normally I'll come in, I'll do some lunch and learns and I'll help them understand how to connect with inclusive communities, whether it's online or through traditional media, but to really understand the travel preferences and the purchasing power of niche communities like the Black Traveler who spends $109.4 million annually a year, and that's just African-Americans, you know? So I'm hired by tourism boards and travel brands to come in and do that. But then additionally, as a diversity and travel consultant, I advocate for travelers who feel left out. So that's blind travelers, deaf travelers, travelers in a wheelchair, travelers who are amputees, wow. travelers who are Black, travelers who are in Native American, travelers, you know, who are Asian. I go hard for those people every day because all of us are feeling like nobody is appealing to us. All of us is feeling like people aren't speaking to us. And so I'm an ally on a daily to talk about things you don't think about what a transgender traveler has to go through when they go through TSA and their ID shows a male, but visibly they're a female. So just advocating for different things like that, but making sure also, you know, that the travel and tourism industry is aware. Now, people think that it has slowed down because of COVID, but it has not because of the unfortunate death of George Floyd. So if you can imagine three years ago, then nobody want to talk to this black girl. They was like, diversity and inclusion? Okay. Nobody thought it was important. But then, you know, a man gets killed publicly where we can all access it through social media and we're all at home. So nobody can ignore the fact that there are some injustices and inequality that literally go through every sector of this earth from travel to grocery stores to who they hire at the post office. You see what I'm saying? So for the first time, we actually look at it in the face. So now I probably speak on panels three times a week. I do at least two lunch and learns. I'm speaking at universities to travel and tourism students. So my, my year has been off the hook. No, I have not traveled like I normally do, but in terms of still being able to make an income on being a diversity and travel consultant, especially now when they have a real chance to change things, it has been my most impactful year yet. (laughs) That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that. And, you know, you touched on so many things, but one that I really am interested in, because when you discuss diversity, a lot of times people think just black, white, and occasionally Asian or Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I were in DC just a couple of days ago, and we were talking to a couple of our friends about their neighborhood. And she talked about how she was in her local Ross, and just in the line, she heard someone speaking Russian, someone speaking an African language, someone speaking Mandarin. And just in that line, she heard about five different languages. And I told her how that's so different from the deep South, where when we think diversity, it's black, white, Asian, Latino, and that's where we stop. But even with where where you advocate is far beyond even the racial line, mm-hmm. where you brought up, you know, so many things with disability and gender. And it made me wonder what sparked your interest with going down this career path? Was there a particular encounter or what is it that made you interested in becoming this diversity and travel expert? 
Yeah, well, at first I was all like, black travel this, black travel that. How dare you say that your community is is been oppressed? Can't nobody be oppressed more than black. You know, that was totally me, you know, fighting everybody like, okay, Asian travelers, yeah, but you don't have it as hard as we have, you know. And then I went to a, a travel con- conference in Quebec in 2018, and um, one of their speakers was a Muslim traveler. And she was talking about how much anxiety she has every time her and her husband have to go through TSA because she knows they're going mm. to be stopped because they look different and how they're not going to let them go through the normal machine, how they're going to stop and do an extra search on them and then how they're going to be jerks about it. She was just talking about how she hates right. traveling because of that anxiety and how on top of that, when they are being treated that way, nobody comes to her defense. People just look at her from the line and that really affected me. And right. then later on that day, I was sitting at a table with a girl who was saying, I can't go into some restaurants because they have flashing lights and I'm autistic. And that that actually sparked something in my wow. epilepsy. So I'm starting to think like, it's not only you who has problems. You know what I mean? Like it's right. not only you who has problems. Not only you who feels misrepresented or underrepresented. You know, there's there's so many different people who the travel industry does not think about, even when creating mm-hmm. their destinations. You know, a lot of times I have to tell travel um, travel uh, tourism offices like. Is your destination set up for somebody who cannot see? Are there things for them to hear? Do you have things on the ground? You know what I mean? Like, do you have tours that they don't tell you to look over there and there's a Banksy's painting where the person doesn't say, look to your left or your right, and they don't actually describe what the painting is about because you can't see. Like, what do you have? So, you know, it's just, there's, there were so many different things. And I'm like, listen, you can't just go hard for you. You have to go hard for everybody because at the end of the day, this world is made up of everybody. At the end of the day, when the, when our dollars hit those accounts, they don't see no color. They don't see no race. They don't see no size. They don't see no age. So why is it that we only see one race, you know, one size, you know, one status class? Like, so it was like, nah, go hard. Like, go hard for everybody because nobody was doing it. And I was like, guess what? They got the right girl from Oakland today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it because what you just described is how so often we're limited on our advocacy or what we feel is real based on our experience and our perspective. Mm -hmm. Because if I just thinking about, you know, I'm not a transgender person. So if I have no encounters with someone that is transgender or in the LGBTQ plus community at all, then I will dismiss what their experience may be like because I don't even allow myself to open my mind there. And that's a great challenge for all of us to even think about how can we not just step outside of our own experiences, but then someone who may have an experience that's totally different from you and might even be a little worse than yours in some aspects, because I can't imagine what it's like to be a Muslim traveler going through TSA. Yeah, yeah. I know what it's like to go through as a Black woman. Mm -hmm. But as a Muslim traveler, because like you said, no one stands up for them because it's like, yeah, you should check them. Exactly. You know, that's kind of an undertone that so many people carry. Like, yeah, you never know. Unconscious biases where you're like, oh, where you, there's a, there's a Sikh person on your flight and he has a a visible turban on where you're like, oh my gosh, is he a terrorist? He's on my flight. I feel so uncomfortable. What? You know what I mean? Like, and, and not that those feelings aren't real because they are, but it's like, where did that stem from? 
and and right. why is he treated any differently? You know, it just unconscious biases. Yes, yes, I I love it. That's incredible. Now you're also an author, <laughs> and I, I saw a post a couple of days ago that you just sold how many copies? A little over 10,000 in two yes! and a half months. <laughs> 10,000 copies already. And this is a new book, guys. This is not a book that has been out for years. This just came out last month, was it? August, the 23rd. August. Okay. I have a copy of it. I also have a digital copy because one thing I love that you did with the digital copy, I can just click on the link. And it's so convenient. Listen, I know nothing about ebooks. So listen, it was a whole new experience for me. I was like, this does what and how, girl? That feedback. I'm just glad that you said that because child, I'm like, oh. Because that really makes it a usable resource. So let's dig into the inspiration behind the ABC Travel Green Book. Um, What made you want to come up with this resource and then talk to us a little bit about that process. Yeah. So I I kept traveling and having different experiences with black communities abroad that I had no idea were in these countries. And I'm thinking if I didn't know, and I consider myself a hyper traveler, someone who's always traveling, I'm like, if I didn't know, imagine how many other black people didn't know that these black people are here and how many black people would know if these, if they knew these black people were here, you know, one of our biggest things is safety. And if we know that there's a community of people, you know, who looks like us, then we're more likely to go because we're like, yeah, and we know that we can find, you know, a, a black restaurant. I know I can get my faux logs yes. done, you know, in South Korea. Yes. I, know I can get my nails done if I need to. I know I can find an African store that sells certain spices. I know I can find a club that has a type of music I like. Like, you know, there's so many different ways to connect. And that I was like, I need to figure out a way to do that. So I had learned about Victor Hugo Green's original Vic, uh, Green book about three years ago. I was thinking, dang, like, I just wish there was a modern day one. And then it just went off in my head, like, you should create one. And this time for the world, just being able to identify Black communities, because we really are everywhere as a race. And a lot of people think it's only because of slavery. And even though that's a huge factor as to why we are everywhere, we were also explorers, just like the Spanish, just like the Dutch, right. just like the French. Yes. We were going out and exploring too, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the 15th century, in the 14th and 15th century. So it just is one of those, I'm sorry, 13th and 14th century. So it's just one of those um, where I was like, listen, no, I have to do this. And um, it took me about two years because there was part times when I was very, very much so motivated. And then there were times where I was motivated, not motivated at all. And my career had just started picking up. So I was traveling a lot and I didn't really have time to sit there and research. And then, you know, it was always on my vision board, like create this, complete this, complete this. And I remember at the beginning of quarantine, talking to some of my friends, they were like, oh, it's the perfect time to complete this book. And I'm like, yeah, but can't nobody travel. So what's the point of it? And then George Floyd happened and it was like a light bulb that just went off. And I've never seen the world celebrate black culture or black businesses like they did in June. And I was like, time is now. Even while people cannot travel, when they get ready to travel, they would have already gotten this book and been ready to just use it, you know? So then I... 
came up with a, a plan of attack. By that time, um, I had already still started working on it during quarantine. So, you know, it was just like, okay, now finally push this thing on out. Like you in your third trimester, maybe it's time to come on, you know? <laughs> and um, that's really what it ended up being. And I'm so grateful that I did. You know, there's, there's always room for improvement when you create anything. And but being able to hear, you know, so many people enjoy it. So many people like, you know, I went to a place in the book, hearing or getting emails from people or LinkedIn messages from people saying, hi, you included my research in your book and I'm in South Africa or hi, you include my research in your book and I'm in Angola. Just thank you so much. So, you know, just understanding the difference it's making in the travel industry because we've never seen anything like this before on this much of a scale and, you know, like a collective resource. I was really proud right. of myself. Um, I know the yeah. work I've done and that it is indeed just beginning, but I'm really proud of myself and looking forward to the next steps, um, which will be some children's stuff, which will be uh, some ABC travel green book stuff for kids. So a puzzle and a coloring book. Um, but, you know, working with some brands now to push out some big Black History Month campaigns that celebrates a lot of the Black-owned businesses in these places. So, you know, I'm I'm just super, super, super grateful. And who knows, you guys might see me on a major TV network soon. So, you know, yeah. you know I'm not saying I you love will. it. I'm not saying you will. I'm just saying you might. So, you know, yeah. possibly look out for that. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that has opened so many doors. Um, but really, really embodies my love that I have for black travel because it runs deep. <laughs> it runs deep, I, deep. So it, it's an incredible book because as I looked through it, I was like, this is so thorough. There was not a place that I could think of that wasn't in here that I couldn't find something about it, some resource, some information. And I know my friends and I, whenever we travel, we're always like, okay, where's the place that we can go over here? Or where's the best this? Or we need, where's the black whatever? Because as you stated, you want a safe space. We want yeah. to be able to find our community. And, um, you know, the timing is also impeccable because I think a lot of people that weren't familiar uh, with the travel green book, Lovecraft Country, ah, the yeah, brought it back. Mm -hmm. So that was just such great timing because mm -hmm. for your book to come out now when Lovecraft Country just ended a couple of weeks ago, and that's a incredibly popular show yeah. and it's just divine timing. And I'm going to talk later in the show about um, a giveaway that I'm going to do for someone to get a copy because I absolutely think this is something that everyone should have a copy of. I sent it out to so many of my friends, especially my oh, travel friends. You. I was like, hey, please, you need this. Trust me, you need this. It will help make your travels not only easier, but safer. Um, and, you know, that's something that we have to think of as we move around and having this as a resource. It's, it's just incredible. So kudos to you on this Thank amazing you. work. Um, I love my copy. Like I said, I, I am a fan. <laughs> I am you. a fan of it. Now, switching gears a little bit to your experiences as a traveler, what would you say is the most unique place that you've visited as far as um, you didn't really know what to expect 
or it surprised you? What would you say is the mo- the one that stands out as a unique place? Um, I-, I would say Roatan, Honduras. Um, to a lot of people, it is a cruise. It's a cruise uh, destination. You know, Carnival goes there. It's one place that they stop. But when Carnival stops there, people only stay very close, so they don't go in into the actual island. And if you go to the southernmost tip. There is this black community called Garifuna community, and you can find these people um, out of five, well, five different countries. So um, Honduras, Guatemala, um, Belize, Nicaragua, and another one that, for whatever reason, my mind is going blank, but all right there Mm -hmm. in Central America. And these are the communities where they were supposed to be put into slavery and something happened where like their ships crashed. And so you find wow. them in these little pockets. So Garifuna is still a very, very um, traditional African community. So they still speak their own language. They still have their own alphabet. They have their traditional dances that mimic a lot of uh, what African countries do back in Africa, but they've never met, right? So it's literally wow. just passed on from generation to generation. They have their own food. And yes, they look like us. Yes, they, they look like us. But I mean, like their culture is so rich. So Every every time you find a Garifuna community, the community is called Punta something. So most of the time it's called Punta Gorda and you'll find all these Punta Gordas. I've been to three three different Punta Gordas in three different um, countries. Wow. But like you wouldn't know that just by going into Roatan. You know what I mean? You would never see yeah. that community. So when I got there and I was able to enjoy things like the jungle, I also was able to enjoy this significant Black community that's there with their own history and heritage. And I just really, really enjoyed that. And because I, I saw them, I learned about all the Garifuna communities in, in every other country. Um, and I was just really impressed by how well they're able to preserve their history. Because, you know, a lot of times as generations die out, people don't carry on the traditions, but they wholeheartedly carry on all of the traditions. So it's just awesome. It was really wow. awesome. Yeah, you just gave me a place to add to my list. So I'm <laughs> yes. adding I'm United adding that one. straight from Houston. Straight from Houston. Yeah. It's like five hundred dollars round trip if you go from the East Coast there. You can stay for seven days. It's a be- it's a beautiful island. Um, but going to visit them on Sundays is a party. Like you have so wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that that one's added to my list. And <laughs> What you were just talking about with them is a great transition to my next question. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we know, and we kind of hit on it a little bit early in our conversation, that African people can be found across the globe. Um, but what has been your experience of what it looks like as a person of African descent in different countries, what in different places, what would you say has been the thing that surprised you so most the most in your travels, somewhere where you were welcome that you were kind of unsure about? And then somewhere where it was kind of a little more tense and you maybe didn't feel as safe or secure. Yeah, I think I think even though we're welcome, it still makes us feel tense because 
people are welcoming you because they're intrigued by you. They think you look ex- exotic. They they really mm-hmm. are like, wow, how is her body shaped like that? How is her hair like that? And even though they welcome you, you're never really sure of the motives or the fetish behind it. And I feel like that happens a lot um, to me. You know, yeah. people are very welcoming, but I can also see them like looking at me and like, I'll turn around, they're staring at me and I'm just like, okay, like, here we go again. Even though they're like, oh, we're so happy you're here. Tell us more about you. Is that your hair? Like, you know, where they just ask a million questions. Right. So that happens actually quite effect. a lot. It's like you're in a yeah. zoo. Mm-hmm. And like, literally, that's exactly what I was going to say. We were eating dinner. Um, We were in Latvia for a conference and all the black girls were hanging out together. And we went to dinner for one night, literally outside of the restaurant was like a crowd of people who had stopped because we were in there and they don't ever see black people who are just like, look, just staring, just staring at us for like 30 minutes wow. and not like it was one company. No, it was like tons of people just like, and I'm like, this is so freaking uncomfortable. Like we are not on display, you know, we can even eat in peace. Right. We're like, this is creepy. Like, you know what I mean? Like somebody watching your Absolutely. whole move. So that happens quite often. Um, um, so yeah, it's just stuff like that. We're like, this is creepy. And then you start to not feel safe. Like, okay. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think that happens wow. more than none, especially when we're, you know, traveling to Europe or parts of Asia. Um, it happens a lot. Wow. Wow. Um, and then lastly, one thing that, um, I'm sure people want me to ask because just thinking about, okay, we're all ready to start traveling abroad again, ready to get some more passport stamps. What are some travel tips, travel hacks, just some advice that you would give all of us um, as we start to move a little more or just even thinking beyond, you know, COVID, because I know a lot of people, oh, well, we can't move right now. Well, thinking beyond that, what are some travel tips um, and even if you have some right now, because I know right now you're in London, like even if you have some tips for people that may travel right now, whatever advice you would have to share with us. Yeah, I don't mean to put a damper on things with this one, but it's it's something that my community um, for Nomadish Tribe, which I run the social media and all the, the media and the creative for that I had to bring up yesterday. And it was in the in a case of an emergency, would somebody know how to find your family? right? Or would your family know how to find you? And I say that because a lot of Black people are expats, right? And um, Mm -hmm. we're seeing a situation now where a young lady's health has just failed in a matter of three days. And um, ironically enough, her and her group of friends the week before created a list of emergency contacts so that everybody, just in case something, it was, it's so random that they did that, right? But literally Mm -hmm. she was found unconscious taken to the hospital and told that she was brain dead. So then they had to try to reach out to somebody in her family. And I think about if I was traveling and I wasn't with my best friends, you know, and I was just with random people, if something happened to me, how would they get in touch with my mom? You know what I mean? Would it be easy for them to reach out to my sister? So I tell people all the time, have a plan, you know, have a plan where You leave your family with information of where you're going down to your hotel, send your itineraries, you know, take a photocopy of what your passport looks like, but make a plan because you never know when you might need it. And because your life literally does depend on it. You know, we don't know 
some things that happen to people when they travel and not to a lot of people, but things do happen. So I just want everybody to be as safe and as aware as possible with that. Um, That's great advice. Yeah. And then other stuff is, you know, um, when you travel, just look up how to travel to that place responsibly, you know, leave a place better than what you found it. But especially during COVID times, like go and see how many days you have to quarantine. If you have to quarantine, do they make you register with an app where they're literally tracking you to see where your ass is at? Because if you're not where you say you are, <laughs> they're going to come kick you out. And Ireland wow. does that. So don't play around. You know what I mean? Like I always tell people just travel as responsible as you can. But also I'll tell people, you know, it's, it's up to you whether or not you want to travel or not. You don't have to listen to nobody else. You don't need anybody else's validation. If you want to travel, right. travel. If you don't, do not. You know, Don't feel pressured right. to do anything that you don't want to do. But if you do want to go, know there are responsible ways to do it. This is my second time that I've been to London during quarantine, where I've stayed a little over a month. Um, you know, I'm very conscious when I get on the plane. When I land, I'm very conscious. I'm very conscious on how many days I quarantine. I'm very conscious of when I do go out, you know, what that looks like. Does it still look like a mask? Yes. With some wet ones and some sanitizer. You know what I mean? It's just traveling as responsible as you can travel. So yeah. And then I always want to encourage people like, if you're the only one in your family who has a passport, encourage somebody else to have a passport to get to. My grandma got her first passport last year. We took her to Jamaica and she had a ball at 87 years old. You know what I mean? And it's just like, encourage other people. Encourage other people. They see you doing it and they want to do it too. That's good. And and that's something that, of course, you're the expert on this, but I, I know I've seen it change a lot in our community traveling abroad in the last several years because that wasn't really something that we did, especially so young. You know, that was more of a retirement thing, but I love that so many young people are really trying to get out and see the globe now. Why you can, why you can hike, why you can, you know, walk for miles in those cities, why you're physically able to and enjoy it and appreciate it and then pass it on to your other friends and family. I I love that advice. Um, So thank you so much for being my guest. I absolutely appreciate it. Time goes by so quickly, always (laughs) in these great conversations. But I want to host a, I am going to host a giveaway. So for any listener, no matter where you are listening to this right now, I am going to gift you a copy of Martinique's book, the ABC Travel Green Book. Also, please just get one as well. Purchase one gift it to someone, you know, for the holidays coming up. Mm -hmm. It is a great resource for everyone to have. Um, But I am going to also give away one. Here's what you need to do. Follow at Removing the Cape on Instagram. Follow myself at I am Ty Demps also on Instagram. And make sure you're following Martinique at Marty underscore San Diego. So that's M-A-R-T-Y underscore San Diego. 
on the removing the cape as well as my Instagram accounts, you will see a graphic there where you can tag three people for a chance to win. So check, tag your friends, tag whoever you would like, as long as you are following all three accounts and then tag three people, you're entered. That's all you have to do. Now, this entry will be open until November 30th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can do it anytime between now and then. And yes, if you comment multiple times with three separate people, those are different entries, but make sure you're following all three accounts, tag at least three people, and then you're entered and we'll select a winner. That's all you have to do. She gave out some jewels today, guys. So make sure that you are sharing it with someone else. You can even have someone else enter the giveaway and then give you the book. However y'all work that out, that's fine. But make sure that you enter the giveaway, but then also you purchase a copy of the book as well, okay? So look for that information on Instagram. Lastly, I end each guest segment with a fill-in-the-blank exercise. So I'm going to read this statement, and then you're going to fill in the blank for me. No explanation, so just one word or phrase to end this sentence, okay? You ready for that? All right, so the first one. <laughs> That's me like, no, but yes. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Everyone is always like, um, I don't know. I went but before yes. and I was like, uh, what can I say here? It's all right. No, right. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, okay. I enjoy. Traveling. I hate ignorance. Mm-hmm. I wish there was no coronavirus. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh. I fear <clears throat> not living my life to the maximum potential. Agreed. Yes. I love my family. Yeah. I miss my niece in this exact moment because I've been away from her for three weeks being in London. So yes, that Aww. I miss her. Cheyenne. Exactly. <laughs> A little bad, but <laughs> I want to be a trillionaire with a T. Yes, trillionaire. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think that the world is changing for the better. Yeah. Yeah. I can. And I will. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. <laughs> okay. And lastly, I am. I am. A person who will make a name for themselves and outgrow it. Yeah. And you're already on your way. <laughs> already you. on your way. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And guys, follow her, connect with her, buy her book. 
definitely listen. It's ten thousand now, but let's double that, okay? <laughs> Make this book a household name bestseller. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show and tune in again next week. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Share with a friend or family member and follow us on social media at Removing the Cake. Check out our website at www.removingthecake.com. Whatever superhero cape you have to pick up and wear today, I hope it's a bit lighter and your smile's a little brighter. See you next week.